Okay, Power Rangers, let's do it! Go, go, Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is a very special episode of the show. Um, as you may have guessed from the title, this is not Live and Let Die Ranger. Live and Let Die Ranger is over. And it is not yet the Jetman show, because that starts next week. The as of yet, not officially titled <laughs> Jetman show. Right. We're still bouncing. It we- could be a couple of different things. We'll let you know. We still have all week to come to that decision. So we will let you know. Almost. In one week. Uh, anyway, today, this is our very special live episode. Uh, you know, not that we're not always live from somewhere. Yeah, no, we are always... We've been alive for the entire duration of this show. But this episode, we are recording not only face-to-face, but in a larger group. We've got some friends with us. You may remember that we did this last year. So, I think joining us for repeat performances, right? Yes. Are... Well, actually, guys, why don't you introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Tom. I'm Brian. And I'm Cody. Okay, uh, Cody, were you here last year? I was not. Okay, so Cody is new this year. Have you watched... You did watch Ghosty Sentai Die Ranger, right? Oh, absolutely. I, uh, I actually binge-watched the entire season in probably the last three weeks of the show, and it, uh, it proved quite entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Uh, Brian, I know you've watched you watched Go Say Sentai Die Ranger, right? Uh, some episodes, yes. And Tom, have you watched any of it? Yeah, we watched a couple episodes. Okay, okay. so at least this isn't everybody's very first go, right? But on it is Sentai. Everyone's very first Go Ranger, because that's what we're doing today, guys. We are watching the first episode of the first series. Not even Super Sentai. This predates Super Sentai. The first Sentai series. Go Ranger, and uh, okay, I was going to try to maintain the fiction that we were going to take a break and watch it. We've already watched it. Guys, it's amazing. It's bananas. Wait, Matt, real quick. Um, What is, so it's not Super Sentai. It's just... It's just Sentai. Super Sentai, uh, That the Super particularly refers to the giant robots that they have. Oh, okay. And the giant robots didn't come in until after the Spider-Man show, the Japanese Spider-Man show that Marvel... Uh, co-produced with Toei, where Spider-Man was like a dirt bike guy who got his powers from the planet Spider and had a car that turned into a giant robot named Leopardon. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. (laughs) An emissary from hell, (laughs) Spider-Man. Okay. That's all that happens in the comics. (laughs) Anyway, and that was so popular that they brought that bit into the No, that makes sense. Yeah, the giant robots are the best part. One of the best parts. Okay, Dave. So, before we get into this, normally we have our award-winning segment, <laughs> uh, Shining in the Heavens, Dave, yep. there are five stars, but Die Ranger is over, and yep. so right now, Shining in the Heavens, there are not five stars. I feel like they shine forever, Matt. Okay, they shine forever in our hearts, but uh, <laughs> right now, here is our five-star segment. Um, we are coming to you live from a, well, live on tape, from a wonderful, like, ski chalet somewhere sort up of, in the Pennsylvania yeah. Hills. Uh, we have a sort of weird recording set up this week, so if we sound a little off, that's why. Uh, we're all sort of sitting around a coffee table together, um, and we've been enjoying 
company and playing games and yeah. good food and so forth. Yep, yep, yep. And I don't have time for the rest of the five stars. Let's talk about oh, Gorringer. Hold up, hold up. Shout out to our dad who is having foot surgery in Budapest. Shout out to dad. Longtime listeners may remember this special <laughs> guest. Okay, so Goranger is bananas. Okay, so Goranger, you looked up the date before we started doing this, right? It was, yeah, uh, uh, 1975. So what that means is that we have just passed by a couple of months the 40th anniversary of this show, which also means, just as a fun fact, that this show is closer to the end of World War II than it is to now. I just thought, we just thought about that as we were watching it. So, okay. I feel like it comes through in the show. It does. Like, maybe there's still some hard feelings. Oh, man. Okay, it doesn't actually come up in this episode, but the the name of the leader of the enemy army, mm-hmm. his name is, like, the Black Cross Fuhrer. That, that raises a whole host of questions. Especially since Japan was an Axis power? Well, okay, th- that does raise a bunch of questions, but I've only seen like the first two episodes of Go so Ranger. So I can't yeah. answer. <laughs> we are not those questions to answer those questions. All right. So the opening of this show, and guys, just feel free to jump in at any point. So we open on this show, and it is a full-on like 1970s funk theme. There's like slap bass, I think, happening in the background. Definitely, and that's a theme that's going to persist. Throughout the musical uh, life of this show. I'm going to call it a leitmotif. Yeah, there's like some jazz flute in the background, like jo- funk flute happening at some point, but we'll get there. I was honestly waiting for two rangers to slide into a car and be treated to a title card that said Shinobi and Hutch. Yeah, that would have been amazing. <laughs> uh, okay, so we do get in the opening. We get our first look at the rangers themselves. The five colors are what? It's red, yellow, blue, pink, pink, and green. Green, green, green. Yeah. right? It's, it is the five colors that we have grown accustomed to. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, this one has the same colors as Ghost Sentai Die Ranger. Well, because I know that some of them don't have. Yeah, it's a little different from year to year. Sometimes there'll be a black ranger instead of a green ranger. Sometimes there'll be a white ranger instead of a pink ranger. But. Yeah, so those are the same colors. She's like the aggressively pink ranger, though. Oh, wow. We are... Okay, it's going to be great. Yeah. Okay, so they all have capes, which is awesome, and they all have... uh, Giant disco collars. Yeah, giant, like Doctor Strange style. Like Doctor Strange or Dracula style collars. Yeah, either one of those. Giant, giant (laughs) collars. And they all have... uh, The Red Ranger has like crazy bug eyes. But they all have, like, large kind of bulbous, yeah, like, visors, I guess. Yeah, well, this comes before... I mean, obviously, this is the first season of the show. So there's a lot of costume conventions that haven't happened yet. Okay. we are used to as, like, modern watchers of the Super Sentai series. So, like, now, all of their costumes are spandex. And all of their helmets, the visors, are, like, this black reflective, like, glass. And that sort of came into the show throughout the years. Eventually, they lost the capes and scarves and so yeah, forth. Yeah, clearly. But this year... I like, don't know that that's an improvement. Uh, they are not wearing spandex. They're just like yeah. clothing. Like it's tight clothing. Yeah, like it's action clothing. Please do not forget the capes. If you were to watch it, you would be unable to forget the capes. 
Yeah, okay. And so their, their masks are opaque plastic with a bunch of little holes drilled in it so they can see through it. <laughs> <laughs> Which seems like maybe it was a safety concern, but whatever. Okay, so the opening, we see the rangers, we see like their bikes, and there is, there's like a, there's, some of them are in sidecars, that's cool. And let's just, I think we should just jump into the episode itself. Okay, sure. So, step one, gym teacher. He's not actually a gym teacher, but he looks like a gym teacher. And, like, I thought it was great because they thought it was like, okay, this guy is just dressed as a gym teacher. But no way is he actually a gym teacher. And then he just runs up and kicks a soccer ball. So we, I was like, oh, maybe he is just a gym teacher. But no, he's just playing soccer as part of uh, – they're just playing – he's part of playing soccer with the team. This team is not a regular sports team. It is a pickup game or something at the northern base. I think it was the northern base. It doesn't actually matter. We're not going to be sticking with this show. Um, (laughs) One of the bases, and honestly, this base is not going to survive the next five minutes. (laughs) I don't think this base survives the next 45 seconds. Okay, so it is a secret base where they are training like the secret defense force of Japan. Or is it international? No, it's international. They just all happen to be Japanese. Well, this is all the Japanese branches, but it's Eagle... I don't. First of all, we don't know what it stands for. Second of all, they do not explain that until later. So this dude kicks a soccer ball, and then it is just stabbed by a, a flying dagger, which it lands. He runs over. Everybody else sees it. He picks up the soccer ball, looks at the dagger, and says, Oh, the dagger of the Black Crusaders. What? <laughs> we are like 30 seconds into the first episode of the first series. Those are the first words anyone has said to us. Right. Like we have had no other words. This is the first yeah, thing. The first line of dialogue is the dagger of the Black Crusaders. And then immediately they are attacked by the Black Crusaders. <laughs> right. Who I, I read elsewhere are translated as the Black Cross Army. So if I say one or the other, I mean the same thing. Okay. So these dudes, they have like... There's like a bodysuit and then like a black leather jumper is the best way to say it. It's like, yeah, it's like a hot pants jumper and then like a weird gimpy mask thing. Sure. They're very sort of like shades of the Goma. Yeah. Uh, they have like <laughs> like weird cartoon looking swords. Yes, but they almost never use them because as soon as they show up, they start throwing an infinite number of grenades. Yeah, like old German potato masher style grenades and assault rifles. And audience, let us tell you, these guys are good with grenades. Yeah, these guys are surgical with those things. They blow up most of the soccer game and then proceed to blow up all over the buildings. Yeah, immediate. Like, With grenades. Yeah, we never t- see other explosives. <laughs> they're, throwing, they're blowing up giant buildings by hucking grenades at them. They blow it up twice. Did you notice that? The, they yeah. showed the building blowing up, showed it again, just in case we missed it, and uh, then continued to blow up the soccer game. Okay, <laughs> so then we see a dude in a, like a cape, like, another, like a giant black cape. Oh, we should specify that the Go Rangers capes are like half capes. This dude has a full cape and like a weird gold mask and a giant scythe. Oh, you know, Dave, I will tell you exactly what that gold mask looks like. You remember Super Mario Brothers 2? Oh, yeah. You know the gold mask that flies around? Yeah. He's wearing that mask. Huh. Is that... I have no idea if there's any correlation or if that's just a cool-looking mask design. But that is... 
dear listener, if you're trying to imagine what this Gold Mask character looks like, by the way, his name is Gold Mask. Yeah, not hugely imaginative. Okay, so so like we said, the building explodes. The dude who caught or found like the soccer ball runs into the building. I don't know what part of the building he's running into because it's absolutely level, but he runs into it. It's uh, it's on fire, and he runs up and he grabs a guy and he says, "Oh, we were just ambushed by the Black Crusaders or what is it? The Black the Black Cross Army, the Black Cross Army." And the guy says, the guy that he's holding on to says, you are the only survivor or something. You must fight them. And then the dude who ran into the building, who was clearly going to become a ranger, uh, just says like, brother, brother, no. So that guy was his brother. And then we get this beautiful bit of voiceover that says, the Black Cross Army has attacked the Northern Eagle base. There has been only one survivor. And there's a close-up on the face of the dude and then they say, like, the screen stops and just lingers on him. And it says, whatever the name of the dude is. I honestly didn't I didn't it catch down. it. I don't but know. he is the Red Ranger. He's the Red Ranger, yeah. So then it jumps. And we see some dudes, like, army crawling through the snow. They don't have weapons. And then one guy just says, okay, go. And they start, they jump up and they start running towards something I don't know what they're running towards. I mean, they're I just think, drilling. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it looks like a military drill where they're they're trying to reach an objective flag. Right, but you would think that they would have some sort of like like a backpack, <laughs> like a like trying to recreate it. Because I think these guys are in like their dress uniforms and they're like crawling through the snow. I'll tell you what they're not in is any kind of snow camouflage. Yeah, no snow snow gear whatsoever. So they, but then they look up and there's a flag. Which we will later find out is the Black Crusade Army flag. And there's like a samurai dude. His name is Samurai Mask, I think. No, it's Warrior Mask. Mask. Sorry. Get it right, Dave. And and then grenades. So the the putt, I'm just going to call them putties. The putties show up and they throw grenades. Surprise, surprise. This is the only dude who survives. Like everybody else dies, this one dude lives. We get the exact same setup where it says all of the people from this place died except for, like, freeze frame on that dude's face. This guy's name. Blue Ranger. And these are not flattering freeze frames. You know, if this were an American show, they would be, like, perfect, glistening, smiling, and they just <laughs> right. look terrible. Oh, no. Yeah, no. The it's... dumbest expressions. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't, like, turn and pause and, like, look at the camera real cool and then be done. They just stopped filming. Or they, they just continued filming and then just like cut it off and so just hold there for a minute and then jump to the new scene. Well, that's the standard grenade pose. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, okay. So that's Red Ranger and then this guy is, I think, the blue... No, blue, the Green Ranger. I think he's the Green Ranger. This yeah. guy's the Green Ranger. So then we see... Okay, we see this happen three more times. So another branch of Eagle gets attacked... Uh, the Kyushu branch gets attacked while they're doing karate training. Oh, the karate training. <laughs> they're all hanging around okay. inside wearing their like practice karate geese. <laughs> the whole building starts to shake. 
they run outside. I mean, just line up perfectly, run outside, and get mowed down. Like, there was just a lineup of the putties with assault rifles outside, and one by one, they run out the door and just go down I think, like, seven or eight go out before someone thinks to duck. (laughs) So, like, eight dudes have gone down, and you just hear someone yell from the back, Is everyone okay? (laughs) Um... Oh. Okay, I don't. I don't. Okay, because again, this happens two more times. So all of Eagle in Japan, like the entire Japanese division of Eagle, is wiped out in a day. And I think we're meant to understand that it's all these attacks are happening simultaneously. I think so. Yeah. So in one fell <laughs> swoop, the Black Crusade army just destroys Eagle in Japan, except for five people. Honestly, watching the tactics of Eagle, I I can't I can't help but express belief at their destruction. Uh, their tactics are somewhat non-existent. Lacking. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know who's doing security for these guys. Well, that was one thing I was curious about because clearly. Every time the Black Cross Army shows up, somebody's like, oh, it's the Black Cross Army. So they know who these guys are. They don't seem to be surprised that they're being gunned down. It's just like, oh, man, I guess we're getting invaded today. (laughs) Wish we would have prepared for that. That's why we've never heard of Eagle before. That's where they put the losers in the army. Okay. Uh, Okay. So then we go to the Hokkaido branch where, again, everybody dies and Jade Mask is the guy who perpetrates that attack. And Peggy Matsuyama, like everybody else has sort of standard, I would assume standard, but you know, Japanese names. And then there's Peggy. I think that, I think that is something that actually continues for the first couple of years of the Sentai shows. That the, the one woman on the team has like, like a, a completely Western Japanese okay. name. Uh, so Peggy does... She survives, and oh, then this was the horse riding camp. Oh yeah, that's right. Was somebody say the Black Crusade Army's <laughs> dressage force? Yes. <laughs> um, and then Poison Gas Mask, who by the way is just wearing. Okay, if you've ever seen the cover of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, he's wearing the same looking uniform that the Beatles wear, except his is red, and he has like a like a German World War I infantry helmet and a gas mask that sprays poison gas. And he is poison gas mask. Now, yeah. the, uh, the guy who manages to survive this one has not managed to survive by fighting off the enemies or <laughs> like some sort of clever skill. He was up on the roof like feeding the pigeon coop and just comes down and finds everyone else dead. Right. And so he gets to be a ranger. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Seems like a pretty low bar. So, <laughs> all right. So, um, everybody's dead, except these five guys. And we jump to a cave, I guess, where we are seeing the convocation of the Black Crusader Army. The Black Crusade Army is led by a dude. And there's no delicate way to say this. He is just wearing, like, KKK robes. Like a full on, it's like a white pointy hat that like covers his face and like big white robes. Like, no, yeah, yeah that is that is one hundred percent what he looks like. 
I think he might have another costume underneath that that gets revealed later. But uh, I'm, we'll I'm never having, know. I'm having to go way back on like very sketchy Go Ranger knowledge to suggest that. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of looking up things that I don't quite remember, uh, the second year in Sentai was uh, Jeku, and the woman on that team, her name was Karen. Okay. <laughs> Also, they all worked for an organization called ISIS in Jeku, and that uh, is weird. I'm, I'm glad we're not doing Jeku this year. I'll, yeah. I'll just say that. That would be an awkward <laughs> thing to be talking about. <laughs> just out of curiosity, I looked up Black Crusade Fuhrer, and this is just got to be a weird, obscure sh- Okay, there's a little bit. Uh, okay, so I've got two pictures of the Black Crusade army flag, and then everything else is just Hitler. <laughs> Although there is some stuff showing up from the Black Crusade about Warhammer 40k. So it's like a weird middle ground that Go Ranger is occupying. Oh, so uh, the third year, <laughs> Battle of Fever J, the only woman on the team was named Diane. Sure, <laughs> why not? Uh, okay, so <laughs> we get a little insight. Which is cool, because we haven't had much character insight yet. We get a little insight into the character and motivation of the Black Crusade Army, and their motto is to destroy and slaughter. So They are doing great. Yeah, so that's good to know. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if those are your two like big bullet points... Yeah, they're doing super well. Yeah, they are on top of it. So, yeah, so they say we've destroyed all of Eagle. Now no one can stop our invasion of Japan... Let's do it. Like, destroy and slaughter. And then once we conquer Japan, we can start a new world of Black Crusade evil, I think. Like, they don't well, whatever. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Okay. So we jump from there, and we see a blue, the Blue Ranger. And he has a bow. And he is like, he jumps and like shoots some arrows from the bow and hits what are clearly just actually people. But then when we see them again, they're like, cutouts and he's super into it he does a great job yeah yeah and then red ranger just drives by and he's like blue ranger you pass and then he drives away (laughs) now i want to be very clear about this when you say it's red ranger and blue ranger they are already in their transformed states oh yeah like they're dressed up in costume using their like super weapons yeah right so i don't know what he he passed because he's clearly already the Blue Ranger. But he passes. And he's all by himself. It's not like he has someone overseeing him. He is just in Blue Ranger gear, shooting at stuff. Red Ranger right. pulls up. Good job. You're the Blue Ranger. And then leaves. Yeah. yeah. No explanation. No recruitment. So, no, no speech. Yeah. And so yeah. Blue Ranger walks Nothing. over to where those like wooden cutouts that he had shot with arrows have fallen over. And he sees written on one of them... Uh, snack gone. Yeah, okay. I looked it up. Actually, snack gone is just the name of the restaurant that their secret base is under, which we will find out later. That is not explained to us right now. Underneath, like a little restaurant. Yeah. So he spins around. Blue Ranger does. He like spins around, and that's their sort of transformation animation, I guess. He spins around, and he was the Blue Ranger, and now he's a dude. And he's he. Is the Blue Ranger? No, the Green Ranger is the cowboy. This guy is just a dude. And maybe it's just me, but the actor really looks like the actor who plays Shoji. 
I guess I can see it. Like, it just, yeah, there's like a marked similarity there, I think. So, Red Ranger rides on into the next scene where he goes to recruit the Yellow Ranger, who, again, is already dressed up and is, like, dragging a truck up a hill. For no reason? Uh, okay, so the Yellow Ranger has super strength, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, I think that's kind of his thing. And I was thinking about this, is that this show does come out before uh, before Voltron comes out. Yeah, by about 10 years. Yeah, well, I was just struck by it because this Yellow Ranger is, or the Yellow Ranger from Voltron is just very clearly this guy. Like, they kind of look similar. They're both, like, big husky dudes. They're both, like, really strong. I think the Yellow Ranger, when it's a guy being a very strong, like, physically strong character. Okay, is that like a... a common occurrence. I oh, know right that's on. the case in Jetman. And I and I think in Time Ranger? So, Red Ranger says, Yellow Ranger, you've passed. He drives away. Yellow Ranger turns around and, like, written on the car that he's been dragging, it says, Snack Gone. Yeah, okay, so we won't mention it every time, I guess, but everybody gets a message to go to Snack Gone. Yeah. So, next he gets the Pink Ranger, I think? Sure, it's either green or pink. It, yeah, okay. So he go, okay, so he grabs either the pink ranger or the green ranger, and the pink ranger. What's she doing again? Uh, she is actually fighting some of the putties. Like she has found some. And oh she yeah, and she's just exploding earrings at them. Yeah, that's right. So she explodes some of those guys, and the red ranger's like, "Awesome, you're in." And then the green dude has a a boomerang, like a giant bladed boomerang. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Technically, it is a greener greenerang. That's true. Yeah. So he is, like, doing something with his green ring, and Red Ranger's like, awesome, that was great, you're in too. Actually, I'd like to just make mention of the fact that the Green Ranger's tryout was, to me, the most impressive. He's actually having spears thrown at him, I think, again, by putties. And uh, he's actually using his green ring to cut the spears in half in midair in order to protect himself rather than blocking them or anything like that. No, that's true. It is also the most impressive recruitment because the way that he gets his note to go to Snack Gone is when he catches his boomerang at some point (laughs) while it was in midair, the Red Ranger has attached a note to it. Yeah. Like a sticky note. Like a post-it note. (laughs) Okay. So the Red Ranger is driving back to Snack Gone, we would assume, and we see him on his ranger bike and then it shows like his transformation thing like it just shows him standing and he spins around and then it zooms back out and he's just a dude on a bike so i don't know how he did that spinny move on a motorcycle but i'm impressed oh very impressed listen dude this is this is the first red ranger so so he's gotta be good right yeah so we just hear some acoustic flute funk music playing in the background. I can never get enough of that. <laughs> and we cut down to Snack Gone, which is just, it's like a little, it's like a lunch counter, but smaller. It's like a little tiny restaurant, and there's just a dude behind the counter, and the Yellow Ranger and Blue Ranger show up. I, honestly, we, we have watched this episode. I cannot tell you in any particular scene which one is the Blue Ranger and which one is the Green Ranger. Okay, I can tell you, but only because of something I'm going to mention in a minute. So it's the Yellow Ranger and the Blue Ranger show up, and then the Pink Ranger immediately thereafter. 
Okay, so I just want to point out. So this is a 24-minute show. They do not waste time on anything. Like, this show just goes for broke from second one. For some reason, they devote the next minute and a half to the <laughs> Yellow Ranger pounding four bowls of curried rice. And it's like an extended exchange. Right. Like, he's, he goes in, he sits right. down at the counter, and the proprietor comes over and says, what would you like to eat? And he says, I would like four large bowls of curry rice. <laughs> right. It's like, hey, now. Our large bowls are really large. Why don't you start with two? And the other is like, no, I want four. And then you see him finishing, the, like, you see him put the rice in the bowl. No, he cuts back and he's putting rice in the bowl, but like really angrily. Yeah, he's like, upset he's, about he's it. He's mad at these rice bowls. And he pours the curry over off to the side. You see, he's already done the other three, which also made me think about how much I love Japanese curry. And, and then he serves it, but again, he's like really upset. Like he wants to see the Yellow Ranger fail, and the Yellow Ranger just looks at him defiantly and starts scarfing down this curry. <laughs> like I don't think he breaks eye contact. Oh, like no. he's just sitting there, like staring at the guy eating. I, I might be making that part up. I mean, Matt, you said you've seen at least one other episode. Is that? That diner owner a recurring character, or did we just decide to spend? No, no, no. I sorry. I haven't seen it, but I I looked it up because I was looking at the Yellow Ranger. Right. He totally is. Okay. Uh-huh. And the fact that not that the range the Yellow Ranger doesn't just like to eat, but specifically his insatiable hunger for curried rice. Okay. It's <laughs> like a point of his character. Well, like, I, that's a thing for him. I, I was hoping because otherwise, yeah, we're devoting five minutes to this one guy who owns the diner and this rice exchange. Okay. So the Red Ranger shows up. And he says, all right, everybody, like, let's go. And he walks over to, like, a corner of the diner. And in part of the counter, there's, like, a little, like, a blank space, like, a blank space that some stuff fits into. And he pulls out a red, like, part of a sigil. And then they all pull out their stars as well. We don't know how they got them. They just have them. Yeah, again, at this point in the show, we don't know a lot of things. We don't know how these guys became the Go Rangers. Yeah. We don't know what these things are. We don't know who... Well, I guess we can assume that Eagle is funding the Go Rangers. I guess. Because uh, they're not funding anything else anymore. Right. <laughs> uh, and we... Okay. It seems as though the Red Ranger knows each of them, and they all know each other from this exchange, but it doesn't... We don't actually have any indication that that is true. Yeah. So what they do is they all put like their little sigils in, but the Green Ranger isn't there. But the door opens anyways, which sort of makes me wonder why they bother to have these things. <laughs> because if you can open it without all of them, like what? Why not just have a door? <laughs> <laughs> if you could just have a keypad, it would be fine. But they don't. So the door just opened, and they're like, where's the green, whatever the green ranger's name is. They name it my name, but I don't know what it is. And the red ranger's like, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> Which is, we're leading into, I think, the best scene in this show. So they walk <laughs> in, and they, like, they find an elevator, and they go down, and they're walking through sort of like a boiler roomy yeah, basement it, sort of thing. It's just, yeah, like they're down in like, the secret tunnels below the restaurant. And you start to hear some music. Yeah. 
So then they go through. They see another door. They walk towards it. The door. Oh, the music is getting louder this whole time. By the way, they open the door, and the Green Ranger is leaning up against the like slouched against the wall in full cowboy uniform. Like he has chaps and a leather vest, and you know, like pants and a shirt and stuff. And a hat, which is pulled down over his eyes. And a guitar. A white guitar. A white guitar. Thank you, Tom. That he is playing, like, cowboy mariachi music on. And he, like, looks up and tilts his hat back. And is like, hey. Or so, like, I forget. Yo, he says, yo. 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 That's right. Yo. I, was, I remember. I was really disappointed because I was really hoping for a howdy. <laughs> <laughs> so he pulls out his last piece of the sigil. And then they combine them all in another kind of blank space, and the door to the secret base proper opens. Now, the Red Ranger is the only one who has seen this base so far. So I don't, I guess the Green Ranger just came down here so he could have the guitar thing. He seems like the kind of guy that would value an entrance. Yeah, 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 that's totally legit. So there's a secret base, and they walk in, and immediately. Like a computer. I don't know if it's supposed to be a computer or someone is contacting them via a radio. I got the impression it was someone on the other side of a radio. Yeah, I mean, that makes the most sense. So he says, I am blah, blah, blah. Like the commanders of the Go Ranger. And you guys got to go right now. (laughs) Like stuff is happening immediately. And okay, so Gold Mask, who's the guy with the scythe, has taken over a gunpowder factory. And... And... Having taken over the gunpowder factory... There's only one thing you could do from there. Right. Is hold some kindergartners hostage. It is a bus full of kindergartners. So he has a bus full of kindergartners and a gunpowder factory. And the voice on the other end of the line says, The police are really having trouble. You guys have to go get on it. Like, go take care of this immediately. And they're like, all right, let's go. Now, if you think that perhaps this show is going to explain why there is a bus full of kindergartners at a gunpowder factory. You will be disappointed. Yeah, they already used that time, and they used it on curry rice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the Red Ranger tells the Yellow Ranger and the Blue Ranger, like, you guys are in charge of their plane. I forget what they call it. There's like a proper name. First of all, he says there's a proper name for it, which he uses. And then they both immediately know what that is, despite no explanation. And they just leave. And then he and the, what, the Green Ranger and the Pink Ranger go off to the side and they have motorcycles. Okay. The Red Ranger and the Green Ranger have motorcycles and the Pink Ranger sits in a sidecar. Sure, of course. Yeah, of course. Now, I, there is one thing that we haven't discussed yet. It's that the Yellow Ranger keeps trying to tell a joke, and no one will like even try to answer it. Yeah, like, nobody just engages the to joke. Acknowledge it. <laughs> and he will, so he tries to tell the joke to the Red Ranger. He tries to tell it to the Blue Ranger while they're in the plane, and I think he later tries to tell it to a putty. He yep. does. Yeah. Uh, okay. So they drive out of the thing on their motorcycles and. The plane takes off. It's not actually a plane. It's like a... Uh, gyrocopter? An inverted gyrocopter? It's a VTOL. It's like, it's like a plane, but it's got... Like, like helicopter wings Helicopter on wings on... Helicopter blades on the wings. But, the, but they're facing the, up. Yeah, the blades are underneath the wings and not on top of them. It doesn't seem like a practical design. 
It doesn't even look like a fun toy, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because you would have to hold it from the bottom or else or from the top because you're... Okay, anyways. So it lifts out and it looks like it's maybe just plain sized. And then we see it flying by some buildings and we get our first inclination that this thing is huge. We will find out more about that later. A quick note on scales and buildings. I feel like this, as the first Sentai show, they actually do manage to introduce their sort of torrid affair with buildings as models, as buildings, and and the fact that later on they're going to become obsessed with that in the form of giant robots fighting near the buildings. Yeah. Yeah, we are already seeing uh, massively oversized machinery as canon in the Sentai universe. Okay, so there's a scene just of them driving slash flying, and then we <laughs> we show up at the gunpowder factory. So, the thing about the kids trapped in the gunpowder factory. <laughs> so here's the oh thing. my lord! It's not just like a shot of a toy bus. And maybe some kids. It is lingering close-ups on sobbing children (laughs) pounding at the windows of their bus. (laughs) Some of them hanging out of the windows. Some of them trying to get out. Okay. I do not believe that they got enough, like, really quality child actors. This very much looks like they just got an actual bus of children (laughs) and caused them some very real distress. (laughs) Like, I think maybe they, like, faked them out. But those kids really seem upset. One thing I noticed... The uh, the Black Cross Army have made no demands whatsoever. Their entire plan is to take over the gunpowder factory <laughs> right. and blow this bus of children up. Yes. Like, there is no purpose this. There is just, oh, yeah, it's Tuesday. It's time to blow up a bus of children. Yeah. To right. destroy so children and die. slaughter, right? Isn't <laughs> right. that their goal? Yeah. Well, th- okay. So in that case, they're not actually so much hostages as just victims. They're just victims. Right. Right. So you see the bus, and they're like wheeling it into the gunpowder factory. The teacher is freaking out. She's like, no, that's a bus full of kindergartners. You can't do that. And one of the putties just like like jams the butt of his rifle into her stomach, and she like doubles over in pain. So go, Ranger. Keeping it real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go, Ranger is raw. Okay, so the teacher is on the ground, and then a Japanese, like the police SWAT team, runs in. They have shields. They do have shields, but but they have elected to not use them. They're just running at these guys who all have machine guns while holding these shields, like basically just off to the side. Right. I think one dude has it like over his head, <laughs> and so they just all get shot. This is clearly not a, a Roman testudo formation. They, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's not. They're not sure what they're doing with these. Right. They seem to have been handed shields offset and just sort of like, there's children there. Go save them. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Right. They, so... they, they look like they were trained by the same people who trained all of the other eagle troops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so, now if we're considering <laughs> that in the fiction of this universe, the Eagle Troops are like the crack units, <laughs> then think about how bad the police are. <laughs> okay, so the police just all die, and then you hear someone yell like, fall back! And the police just run. There is no attempt to recover the wounded. So the police just run. And the teacher's still on the ground, and then 
for all intents and purposes, three perfect strangers run up to her <laughs> and are like, where are the children? And she's like, they're in the factory. They're about to be blown up. We, of course, know that the rangers, but she doesn't know them from Adam, we would assume. Like, these are some strangers on some weird motorcycles. Okay, so they try to get into the building. They can't. The doors are locked. And so the Red Ranger uh, radios up to the Blue Ranger, who is in the plane. He's like, hurry, you have to do this. So I guess they had discussed this plan on the way over. Because the Blue Ranger knows exactly what to do. So the front of their plane thing opens up. And a crane, like a claw handle, comes out. Like a claw machine game handle just drops out. Now, this is where we get an idea as to the size of this thing. So, like, just picture a plane, right? And picture a claw that is about the size of the nose of that plane. Sure, like dropping out and, like, picking something up. It can pick up something maybe the size of... A sheep. A, a, a go-kart, maybe. I yeah. would believe a go-kart. Okay, yeah. So this claw, it, it comes out on a rope, and it, like, first it just drops and, like, smashes through the roof of this gunpowder factory. But it doesn't do it the first time. They need to, like, keep picking it up and dropping it right. through the roof. Which, again, first of all, there's a bus full of kids, and second of all, it's a gunpowder gun factory. So maybe blunt force trauma isn't the best way to get into this building. <laughs> What they don't do is just, like, break a window and crawl through it. <laughs> okay, but anyways. So they eventually succeed in smashing a hole of the roof, through the roof of this building. And then the claw goes down and just picks up the entire bus. And it like, engulfs it. Yeah, it does not have to... It's not a big stretch to really fit it around this bus. Right. So this plane is, like, the size of a Star Destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a Super Star Destroyer, but a Star... It's it's massive. It's like the eh, it's like the size of a battleship is maybe a better. It's like the size of an aircraft carrier. That seems fair. Yeah, because like have you to can be. yeah you can very easily fit a bus in it, like without too much trouble in the nose of it. It doesn't even really like knock the thing off balance to pick it up. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they go okay. in and have a helicarrier. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, they see they all run away and the thing blows up. And Red Ranger sees Gold Mask, and he's like, Gold Mask, unforgivable! So it's nice to know that even the very first, from the first, things are unforgivable. Oh, yeah. You can't forgive that stuff, Dave. You can't. Clearly. I think he killed all of his friends and maybe his brother? Uh, definitely his brother. Okay. I mean, that brother is definitely dead, I think. So he runs, like he chases him, then like he fights some putties, and then... The gold mask turns around. He's like, I'm going to scythe you. And he like throws the scythe, but he misses. And then Red Ranger jumps back. And then the other four Rangers appear. Oh, by the way, quick aside, when he throws the scythe, uh, Red Ranger isn't transformed yet. He's just like wearing oh, yeah. a white, like a pure white suit with a black turtleneck. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing. Great. Uh, he throws the scythe. The Red Ranger dodges. And then the scythe like flies back like a boomerang. Yeah, that's pretty a cool. A lot of deadly boomerangs in this show. Yeah. So the I'm other sorry, one boomerang, one greenerang. Right. <laughs> let's one scytherang, one greenerang. I mean, if we're I'm comfortable gonna, with that, if we're going to say it, let's be. Accurate. We got to keep branding. So, <laughs> um, so he, all the other four rangers show up, and they start fighting, and then the red ranger also transforms, and they just say like, 
Well, I, I think their names are just the Red Ranger, Blue Ranger. Like, they don't yeah. have specific... Well, I mean, it's the first show. Right. Like, so, there's no reason to specify which Red Ranger you are. You are the Red the Ranger. The Red Ranger. Um, oh, also, they all have numbers on their helmets. Yes. Oh, yeah, because the show is called Go Ranger, and Go is the Japanese word for the number five. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So... And also, like, they're going? I don't know. There's a lot I, of weird, dude, like, I don't know. wordplay and pun stuff in the titles of these shows. Okay, so now what we see is, is basically the intro where we see their kind of special powers. So what we do find out, though, is that everybody's visor is, like, a different shape, and that they... They, like, put their hands to their visors and pull a weapon away from it that is shaped like their visor. So, like, Blue Ranger has an arrow, and he pulls out a bow and arrow, and Green Ranger has, like, a green, like, a V shape, and he pulls out a boomerang. The Red Ranger has, like, big bug-eye goggles, and he turns them into a whip, which I, doesn't make a lot I'm of sense. I'm not totally sure how that works. Green Ranger, or Pink Ranger, has a heart, because she's a girl... Yes, she, um, oh, her helmet also has earrings, which are grenades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her helmet has earrings, you guys, which are also hearts and also grenades. Which, and also her heart seems to be some sort of a, maybe a makeup compact mirror. It's a of some mirror. Sort. It's a yes. mirror, but it does like light flashes. Right. Or it something. makes you explode. And it, you it actually explode. looked really effective. She actually did some serious damage. Yeah, no, she actually thing. has the best weapon, I think. Yeah, it looks the goofiest and is the most like, you know, culturally reductive. <laughs> yeah. So, it's and then useful. the right. Yellow Ranger, we looked this up. He does have a weapon, but we don't see it in this first episode because he has like super strength, I guess, and is just like throwing dudes around. So, they fight for a while, and like everybody kind of like shows off their weapons, which is great. <laughs> then, oh, by the way, can I just make a brief aside before please. we finish up this fight here? If you think that at any point in all of this, the Black Cross Army has stopped throwing grenades... Oh, yeah. ...ever for, like, a second, <laughs> uh, you're mistaken. Yeah, that is their is all best grenades move. all the time. Yeah. So they're, like, dodging grenades and, like... Yeah, I think Green Rang maybe, like, cut some grenades in half. I don't quite remember. So they managed to defeat all the putties, and they fight with Gold Mask for, like, a hot second... And then Gold Mask is like, I'll never forgive this impertinence. I'll destroy you. And then promptly runs away. (laughs) (laughs) Later. (laughs) Right. I'll destroy you later, jerks. And then they unleash their special move to defeat Gold Ranger. It is called Go Ranger Storm. Yes. Sounds extremely impressive. It sounds so cool. At the outset. And it is so cool. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Much less electricity than I would have expected. Yeah. Or wind so, or rain. So they all, or weather this, of any listen, kind. guys, this isn't Captain Planet. It's Go Ranger. <laughs> so they line up, and Red Ranger says, like, the Go Ranger storm. Pink Ranger, wait, go. Wait. They line up, like, kindergarten style. Like, one oh, behind yeah. the other. Single file, right. kids. Single, Single file. file. So they all run out, and Pink Ranger, like, spins around, and as she spins around somewhere, she acquires just a soccer ball that has been spray-painted silver. Yes. And she puts it on the ground, and I'm like, is that, is that just a soccer ball? No, it's got to be like a super grenade or something. It is not. It is just a soccer ball. <laughs> so she puts it on the ground, and then she kicks the soccer ball up, and then they just do like a passing drill. 
passes it to yellow, who passes it to green, who passes it to blue, who passes it to red, and then red like jump kicks the soccer ball, yeah, which flies over and it hits the gold mask, who falls over, and then it cuts away. And then there's an explosion. A giant explosion. <laughs> yeah, huge. And then they're like, we're the Go Rangers! And then that's it. <laughs> <We're> in! <laughs> and then there's like a, like a five-second voiceover where it's like, the Go Rangers, like five super soldiers to defend the world from the Black Crusade. Tune in next week, and it's, it's over. I think, don't we get a little get, bit oh, more with the Black Cross Army right at the end? Yeah. Oh, as a that's quick, right, no, I'm totally sorry, there is. As a quick note, too, I feel like the Go Ranger Storm, a huge part of its effectiveness is the fact that, really, the villain is just watching them kick a soccer ball around for most of it. Well, they're very And then impressed. suddenly... <laughs> like, can you imagine watching people doing that, like, wearing colanders on their faces? <laughs> <laughs> and also, I think Gold Mask is, like, running away, so... Oh, that's true. Yeah. So we cut back to, thanks, Matt, the cave, right? Yeah. And it's the, the evil cave. The evil cave where the Black Crusade Fuhrer is addressing the other four masks. And he says, the Go Rangers have killed Gold Mask. What will we do? Uh, and then all of the uh, masks proceed to volunteer themselves as the new champion to go and kill the Go Rangers. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it, it absolutely sounds as though the, the Black Crusade Fjord is going to choose one dude. He's like, which of you will destroy the Rangers? And they're all like, I'll do it. Choose me. And they go kind of in turn. And then the Black Crusade Fjord just says, Yes, kill them. <laughs> <laughs> so he just all of you just, just go kill. for it. Yeah. Make it happen. Single file. <laughs> I guess. Cue up, folks. Cue up. And uh, and that's and it. That's it. Well, I mean, what else is there to say? Yeah, I mean, really, I think we've covered it all. <laughs> so that is Go Ranger, okay, everyone. So what do we think about Go Ranger, Dave? Do you what? Just give me your impressions here. Uh, let me tell you what my impression was, Matt. Is Despite the fact that I knew that we were going to sit down and record this, my, the very first thing I did after having watched episode one of Go Ranger was search for episode two of Go Ranger. Go Ranger is great. At least what I've seen of it so far, I love it. Honestly, one of the probably the reason that we're not doing Go Ranger is that a quick Google search popped up like not many video options for it okay like this episode is on youtube and i think the next few are but once you get a little further into that it gets a little harder to dig them up okay yeah well that's a bummer but i think i'm just we should just watch some it's i mean yeah and let's do a little uh little free time push that into our uh bionic six yeah 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 king, king, arthur, bionic the king arthur knights of justice silver hawks marathon yeah yeah it's gonna be <laughs> awesome i think my big takeaway from this show is just how much of the Super Sentai formula is already in there, day one, episode one. Yeah. Like, having watched a full season of Ghost of Sentai Die Ranger, this is very clearly the same. Yeah. Like, Not the same show, you know what, but you know but what it's I mean. Very, very recognizable as the same series. Although, you know what I was missing? The Rangers did not dress in their colors. Like, their street clothes were not. Always their representative colors, and I've oh, always found that very helpful. They are like a little bit. A little bit. Bits of them are, yeah. Like but the, yeah, it's not 
white the same. Like like we were saying earlier, like the Red Ranger is wearing a white suit with a black turtleneck. Yeah, and the Pink Ranger has her white, I don't know, high pants. <laughs> I think that maybe early, this early in the series, like in the individual shows, they don't always have like set uniforms like they do in the later series. Like they just have clothes that they change every week. Maybe okay. I don't again. I like the blue ranger was pretty blue, and the yellow ranger I feel like was yeah. But the yellow-y. green ranger was dressed in like brown leather cowboy gear. Well, listen, it's not a perfect world. <laughs> no, listen, I think that is a perfect world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's fair. So, anybody else? What did you guys think? When when we first talked about watching this episode, uh, the name Go Ranger, I think, really kind of tipped me off that the series trope of just absolutely going for everything every episode uh <laughs> go might, bananas ranger might be like the <laughs> universal to the sentai universe and they did not disappoint me <laughs> just okay so you guys obviously aren't at the table with us but i asked our three guests like what did you guys think of go ranger and it took everybody a second. And Tom and Brian were just sort of staring like thunderstruck, <laughs> like just trying to process what they had just seen. So, I mean, I, well, I mean, for me, and you know, I saw Power Rangers. I've watched a bunch of episodes of Die Ranger. I came to this and was just surprised at, yeah, the formula is there, but it also acts. Like, you should already know what that formula is. Yeah, right. right. They do not... They, yeah, this is consistent across all Ranger shows, as far as I can tell. They do not explain anything. Ever. Yeah. Like, they just go, and you gotta catch up. The The other big impression I get from Go Ranger is just how aggressively 70s it is. <laughs> so Crazy 70s. Beautifully 70s. It's Seriously. amazing. Like, those outfits, those collars... The sound, the, the music, the light motif yeah. of the music was yeah, just spot on. Great uh, yeah, 70s action in good stuff, good stuff, guys. You should watch it. And do we have anything else to say? Or are we going to wrap this up, dude? I'm tapped. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Go Ranger has has defeated me. Uh, so that is going to do it for another episode of Live and Let Die Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all: you can email the show at supersentibrothers at gmail if you want to get any updates on future episodes or get in touch with us on Twitter, we are at Super Sentai Bros. If you like the show, and I hope you do, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. That's what's going to help other people find the show. The Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. Uh, we will be back next week with the first episode of Season 2. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week. Oh, let me.